0: Hey folks, and welcome to the Mountain Bikes Apart podcast, episode 2. So, I'm back. (laughs) and not been long since I recorded the last one, possibly about two minutes. Uh, So I'm trying to record a few all at once just now, just to get a few on the feed. Uh, But thanks if you've listened to the first one and you've come on to the second one. First episode, if you haven't, uh, it was really just me kind of introducing the podcast, introducing myself, um, giving you a bit of history about the whole thing. Uh, So you've not missed too much. Uh, if you don't want to miss it out, but, um, go back and have a listen if you want. Otherwise, um, the point of this series, this is series one. And, uh, the point of this series is that I'm going through a few of the more uh, popular posts on the mountain bikes part website uh, and just going through the ones that, um, sort of sparked a lot of conversations, uh, a lot of chat. These are the ones that had the most comments really. So they're the ones that I know that people find the most interesting and are probably a good start, um, on sort of topics to cover on this podcast. So this time around, we're going to look at the subject of bike maintenance. <laughs> it's kind of maybe not the most exciting topic, but uh, still it sparked a bit of conversation, as I said. Um, and it is the kind of thing uh, that a lot of people ask me questions about. Um, and have asked me questions about over the years, so I think it's worth uh, worth covering. So you can find this post Um if you look at the show notes for this episode; it'll link to the uh, mountain bike maintenance podcast uh, post, and you can go and have a read of this. But I'll be uh, covering pretty much everything that's in the post on this podcast. So no need to if you don't want to, but do pop onto the website, keep up with what's going on on mountain bikes apart, um, and uh, yeah, that will do. Let's go into the the subject. So, apparently, mountain bikes require maintenance. Yes. Outrageous, I hear you cry. That's what I thought too. I mean, I buy this expensive, great quality piece of kit and it won't run forever without a spot of good old TLC. What a rip. The big biking industry conspiracy, that's what I say. (laughs) So, despite having more than a passing acquaintance with a set of hex keys and a pedal spanner, and having built my uh, current bike from scratch, I'll um, let the... I've let my, uh, my current, uh, specialized S-Works Enduro fall into a bit of disrepair. I started to notice the, uh, the back end becoming a bit loose about, um, six months ago. And I put that down to the wheel hub needing a new set of bearings. But last month, following our, uh, 24-hour bike race adventure, I'll talk about that in another podcast because that was great fun. It became apparent that the entire rear suspension is needing a bit of, uh, proper service. Irritation and annoyance ensue, obviously, until the thought popped into my head. I built this bike in 2008. Uh, when I was writing this post, that was 2011, so that was three years ago. And I've used that bike a lot over those three years. And how much maintenance i have done on it, really, over that time. The square root of sawed all, basically. That's what. I'm surprised it hasn't exploded entirely in a cloud of rust and aluminium debris, really. I've always thought that the standard chat of replace your bottom bracket every year and the chaining cassette need replacing regularly it was pretty over the top touted by highly profiting bike shops and work hungry bike mechanics and to a degree that's right I mean I've ridden this enduro for three good years now in the same bottom bracket the same chain set the same gear system including the cables and only now are things pretty getting a bit shaky. And to be honest, most of that stuff feels fine. It's sp- the ah, say that again. It's the suspension bushes and the bearings that are really starting to go and the bucket, bo- bottom brackets following closely behind. So off to the bike shop I go. I could probably figure out how to service the bushes and the suspension myself, but time's against me at the moment and the bicycle works just around the corner are absolutely brilliant and brilliantly cheap. Uh, that's a shop in Edinburgh, by the way. I'll recommend them any day of the week. Just pop in around the meadows. They're uh, great guys in there. So... um I'll replace the bottom bracket myself, I'd say. A uh, new set of cranks, maybe, and certainly a full chain set and a gear cassette, uh, gear cable overhaul. So plenty of maintenance guys coming up for the site from those. Hopefully with some nice shiny pictures taken on a nice shiny bike and motivated uh, by the iPhone 4S that's come through. <laughs> Jeez, this is old. I have uh, moved up from an iPhone 4S since then, by the way. <laughs> so uh, mountain bikes need maintenance, say. Eh? Perhaps every three or four years. A brisk hose and token swipe of the uh, cleaning brush will do me in the meantime. So that was the article that I wrote. That was, uh, yeah, that was back in 2011 around bike menses and it got, I got a lot of comments around that. Um, quite a lot of people came back to me uh, to have a wee chat about it. One of the most interesting ones was um, from, uh, where was he again? That was Dave Hodgson, who uh, I talked to a bit on uh, Twitter uh, years back and he said if you've had a bike two and a half years and are still using the same tyres and drivetrain you're not riding it enough and I have to say I do agree with him <laughs> I don't ride enough uh, I get out probably once a week on average uh, over those two over that kind of well the three years that I won that enduro I probably got out about once a week on average over the three years um, so over the summer it's probably a couple of times a week and over the winter maybe only every couple of weeks uh, but like I say, I could probably get out more often than that if I wanted to. Uh, sorry, if I tried, but that's all I can manage. I mean, after those two years, obviously, I did start to get a bit of gear slippage. You do get a bit of, so I do a bit of tinkering, you know, and it can you uh, can just ride on after that. But I don't know, I, I've often found the maintenance stuff, if something breaks, I'll fix it. But I won't change stuff on a regular basis unless I really think it needs it. But I know people get their chain measurers out and they they test how much a chain is stretched with their little ruler. Uh, I've never done that in my entire life and I've done, I know a fair bit about bikes and I've never had to do that. I've never found that even putting an old chain on a bike in absence of me having a new chain has even caused that much of a trouble. You get the old um, legend that uh, if you change your chain you've got to change the cassette because uh, they wear in tandem and if the, if you change only one of them then you're going to have horrible shifting issues but to be honest that's nonsense if you're a perfectionist by all means I'm pretty sure you maybe notice I mean I I would notice the difference it does make a difference when you've got an entirely new drivetrain it's so snappy, so shiny, so smooth it's nice but um, it's whether it's worth that effort I guess Uh, And I will do it more often. To be honest, I do do it more often than back then. That was probably the longest I've gone. And that was only because that enduro somehow lasted forever. It was just, it was a great bike. Um, I spent a fair bit of money on the components. I mean, it was all pretty top end stuff. So it it would last longer for that reason as well. Uh, So that's maybe why I got away with not doing quite as much maintenance on that. Another good uh, comment in that post was from uh, Steve L., um, he said, if you replace your bottom bracket every year, get a Hope one with replaceable bearings. That's a nice wee tip. Um, that one's, uh, that's like one of the really good Hope bottom brackets that you can actually just take apart and um, not have to replace the whole thing. So that's a nice little tip if you do want to replace your BB every year. Um, he's talking about hydraulic fluids needing you need to replace it every a couple of years as well due to water ingress. So if you've got your hydraulic brakes, Uh, then water's going to get in there. Uh, And I have to admit, that was something that was becoming a bit of a trouble on my enduro um, towards the end of that three-year period. Possibly because water was getting in there, probably because they needed bled. Um, But yeah, that's something to look at as well. Um, He also mentioned that Hope published some maintenance guides for their rear cassettes. Uh, He said they do come apart and you're meant to service them every few months as long as you don't lose ratchets. It's fairly easy. Uh, So I've never tried that, I have to admit. I've never uh, taken a cassette apart to give it a good clean or a bit of maintenance. But um, maybe that's something that I could look at if anybody's interested. Let me know if that's something you want covered. Um, (laughs) I'm just going to look down through some more comments. I liked the one from, uh, it's another Steve, actually. That first one was Steve L. Now I've got just Steve. And he said... At last, the voice of reason couldn't agree more. Why do we pay thousands of pounds for a piece of sporting equipment that needs to be drip-fed oil kept in a desiccated environment for fear of it exploding when we use it in the environment it was designed for? I've had my stump jumper for two and a half years, and here's a list of things I haven't replaced. Tyres, gear cables, brake fluid, any part of the drivetrain, none of the bearings, or any of the rest of the bike for that matter. Having said that, my forks only have 100 mil of remaining travel, the gears have started jumping a bit, and the bottom... bracket and headset grind. So I've embarked on a similar maintenance mission as yourself, Colin. (laughs) I've started at the front with a fork service, a new headset, tend to move backwards, finishing with the rear mech. Looking forward to reading your updates. So that was quite good from Steve. He's obviously uh, the same kind of mindset as me. Don't replace it until it breaks, Um, which obviously it has in his case now. So (laughs) Then if we go down to the bottom of the page, we've got the opposite View which is Michael Appleton, and he says uh, bike maintenance. Say that again. Bike maintenance for me is a near monthly exercise during the summer, mostly just double checking for wear and tear, tightening any fixings uh, that may be coming loose, and sometimes uh, replacing any items which are wearing. Uh, During the winter, I complete this every two or three rides. Good job I don't get out that much when it's damp and cold. (laughs) Um. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably, to be honest, that's probably the same kind of routine that, I do. that's kind of the routine that I do, to be honest. I'm not sure if I count, well, I suppose maybe I'm, maybe I'm um, mixing my method, uh, my terminologies here because uh, I probably, I mean, I do that. I, when I'm going out for a ride, every couple of months I'll check stuff's loose, I'll, I'll check if stuff's loose, I'll change brake pads, I'll, you know, I'll tighten up the gears, um, that kind of stuff. It's, uh, there are the little tinkering bits that probably I don't call full maintenance that I do do every couple of months. And maybe that kind of stuff helps to keep, um, your equipment riding for longer because you kind of, f- you pick up the little niggles that might turn into big ones before they do. Um, I imagine that's probably the case for most riders. Something will bug you a little bit uh, on a ride, like your gears are jumping a little bit. So you'll come home, you'll do some fiddling, you'll get the tools out um, and then that'll last you for another couple of months. So I suppose <laughs> if that's the compromise, I'll say that I don't do half as much maintenance as I think you're supposed to because I don't replace my chain and my cassette and stuff like that very often. But I do do the little tinkering bits quite often, uh, and I'm sure a lot of riders do. So if you're a beginner to mountain biking, that's probably um, the takeaway here. Look after your bike in the little ways, uh, sort of making sure your brakes are okay, your cables are okay, that kind of stuff, and you'll probably avoid uh, more of the the big uh, disasters uh, along the way. So I think that'll do it for this time around. Uh, that was around the mountain bike maintenance again you can find this post on the site uh, if you go to the the um, show notes uh, but then again you've just heard the whole thing so what's the point in that <laughs> but do go to the site and uh, keep up with our new uh, articles like I said uh, the what mountain biking guide is coming out very soon so you'll see a few pages of that on the website already at uh, com forward slash what mountain bike with what mountain bike separated by uh, what are they called hyphens, dashes, minus signs, what, minus, mountain, minus bike, forward slash. Anyway, the link's in the main navigation bar, so you don't need to worry about that. Uh, as always, follow us on Facebook, so check us out. Like us on Facebook, all that kind of stuff. That keeps you up to date with the posts. Get me on Twitter at uh, Colin McGray or email me at colin at mountainbikesapart.com and uh, tell me what you want me to cover on the podcast in the future. Hopefully in the near future you're going to get some podcasts that don't just involve my voice so you might not be both so bored to death. Uh, Get some interviews on there. Um, I'd love to hear some questions. If you want to uh, get on the podcast, um, send me a question by any of the forms before, type them in, or send me an audio question I'll put on the podcast. Get your voice on here or uh, grab me on Skype, and you can uh, send me a message that way. Uh, Okay, that'll do it for this week, and I'll see you next time.